0: Do you remember when you first wanted a tattoo, or have you... I guess let me ask this. Um, Did you think your first tattoo would be your first tattoo? Like, did you have that in mind, and you were, like, set with it and ready to roll? No, no, no. My first tattoo ideas were just basically logos, Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah. Like brands, you know, mm-hmm. Volcom, and yeah. So funny. I, yeah. You don't, I don't even want to say the rest of it. No. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I was in like, I was probably like seventh or eighth grade when I was like, oh, I can't wait till I get this (laughs) vocum (laughs) tattoo. Ugh, thank God that didn't happen. That's so funny. I feel like I remember being like younger, like before high school thinking like, oh, that's going to be so cool when I have a tattoo. But I don't Mm -hmm. think I ever really knew what I wanted. At least I don't remember until like being 16, 17, like, around the time of actually being able to get a tattoo. Mm. But I was very into, like, quotes in high school, you know? That doesn't surprise me I know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I actually found – I found the quote, obviously, online um, for my first tattoo. And then I also found, like, this sketch of a sparrow. So they were separate, and then I drew them together – so I'd like to say that I came up and like drew my own tattoo, but not really um <laughs> but my the quote says, "Love is enough," which I feel like is pretty fitting um for me, and then the sparrow just was like, it has zero meaning. it just like fit kind of cool <laughs> into the into the wording, but I remember wanting to get it on my like underneath my collarbone mm-hmm. and I remember my mom being like cool, um." Can I can I draw it on you with permanent marker and see how you Ooh. like it? And I was like, "That's kind of cool uh, I guess." You know, like just yeah. like irritated. But she did, and it fucking sucked. So yeah. I'm glad that she did, and that I didn't get it there because um, all my tattoos are Hideable. hidden. You can't see mm-hmm. them unless I'm like showing them to you. Um, so instead, I got it right in between my shoulder blades, nice. and I. I'm glad that I did that. Yeah. 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 Oh, gosh. I can think when you said that, like where, when you pointed to where you got it, I, for the longest time, this was after I got my first tattoo, which mm. I'll go back to, but I wanted, and I still have lightning bolts. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I wanted on the front parts of my shoulders. So right here, which you can't see if you're listening to this, <laughs> but the front part of my shoulders, like basically if I was wearing a tank top the front part of my arms okay it would show on the arm side yeah on the, yeah um, I wanted a lightning bolt on either side just the outline of lightning bolts and on the inside of those out like I wanted the thick black outline mm-hmm. you know and on the inside of those lightning bolts no oh God what are you gonna say I wanted zebra print zebra <laughs> I'm glad that you don't have that. Because that's what was, like, in, you know, yeah. I mean? was like, I love zebra print, you know. Yeah. Ugh, like, oh, God. Thank God I did not get that. And thank God I was, like, money savvy enough to be <laughs> like, mm, I don't want to spend money on a tattoo right now. You know? Right. Right. Whew. That's funny. Dodged a bullet. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, do you have any tattoos or portions of a tattoo maybe that you... Like looking back, you probably would maybe tweak or Um, do differently. So, I my tat, my big tattoo, which also started off as my first tattoo. Um, I have triple sevens that are in the colors of the German flag because Mm -hmm. my for bummer. Um, and I love those, wouldn't change a thing about them, wouldn't change the placement, nothing. Um, we decided to do a larger tattoo around them. That's kind of like Vegas themed. Still love the idea. Mm-hmm. I still like Vegas was the last place that my family was all together and kind, kind, kind of happy. Yeah. Um. And just in general, I like that style and those colors and the the lights and stuff and um. Of like the slot the old school like cartoon style like slot machines and money and Mm -hmm. chips and all that Mm -hmm. um my tattoo artist that did the sevens started doing the rest of my tattoo around it and I want to say like three two sessions in two or three sessions in I just kind of realized he wasn't into it anymore oh he wasn't feeling it anymore and i knew that but i didn't want to admit it Mm -hmm. um and so it like you can tell like Mm -hmm. the ones that he did like later like it's not finished first of all um because actually he passed away in a motorcycle accident Mm -hmm. but um the what he has done like towards the end like like at one point the last session i did with him he just did like Outlines of like four cards and he was like okay that's good like he was just done he was just a, he was not interested in it anymore and i don't know if he wasn't interested in tattooing anymore yeah or if it was just my particular piece i don't know but i do regret letting it go as long as i did mm. because i feel like i could have stopped like that fir- that first session that i realized he wasn't into it anymore i should I should have been my last but I kept kind of going with it. Um, so now I have like an unfinished tattoo that needs to be fixed and sure. and finished. Mm-hmm. And it's probably going to be a while. <laughs> it is, is. Tattoos are hard, at least for me, because I know that they are not cheap. And I'm like, I just at this point in my life, I could spend money elsewhere. Yeah. You know, it's just like not my type top priority but um my girlfriend Stephanie and I got hearts two hearts that her mom her mom like doodled them and drew them and I I love it I love where I have it placed but I wish that it was smaller like they're oh. just kind of A little too awkwardly too big okay. um and like the lines are just too thick for my taste I think mm-hmm. or at least comparatively speaking to the first tattoo I have on right. my back where the lines are very light um and I and I do remember like same thing it was like I don't know I got my first tattoo like two weeks after no maybe like a month and a half after I turned 18 and then the second one same. maybe a year after that so I was still pretty young and not being confident enough to like mm-hmm. speak up and you know mm-hmm. you know this is gonna be on you forever but it's just whatever yeah. um and you like had the I'd envision them being smaller, but then he already had it out and he put the thing on me and I'm like, yeah, that looks good, you know, but, um, my, I have three and the last one I have is probably my favorite. It's the only one with color, um, but it's a lotus flower in, um, a pond and I got it in Hawaii Nice, and yeah, I, I love that one. My most recent one uh, is probably my favorite right now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I have, if if I'm just counting, my big one is one. I have four. Mm -hmm. Um, My most recent one I got in Rome. Mm -hmm. We went. We just got back like a few days or uh, like a week ago and it's, it was our very last day in Rome. We went to like Greece and uh, Italy, and our very last day in Rome, we ran into a tattoo shop, uh, three of us, and I got a little uh, tiny airplane on my wrist, and it's to not just signify the trip, which was an incredible, amazing experience, and I'm so glad we did it, um, but also just to remind myself to do that more often to mm-hmm. travel more to explore more and see more um stephen got a symbol of like one of the earliest symbols of christianity and he got it on his chest okay um we did a tour of like the crypts and the catacombs in rome and um that was really crazy and they, and they talked a lot about like the beginning of christianity and that was one of the symbols we Saw, and he loved really it. liked it. and Yeah, so that's what he got. We've talked about him getting um, his uh, wedding, and have a tattoo for, like, his wedding ring, too, mm-hmm. because he almost lost his fingers oh, yeah. to a table saw, and he doesn't really wear a wedding ring anymore. So we've talked about mm-hmm. doing that for him. Does Alonso? Alonso's mentioned it yeah. a lot. I think that he would much rather have a tattoo on his finger than to actually like wear have a, ring. a ring. Yeah, I not so much. I no. no, I don't want a tattoo. No. <laughs> yeah, I don't want. No, I'd rather not ring. have a tattoo ring on my finger. But I think it, I would totally be down if he wanted to do it. Yeah, I would. I would same. I would support mm-hmm. Stephen. Yeah. Um. So the person we're interviewing in this episode, Marissa, mm-hmm. she just recently. Um, I want to say like a week and a half ago got engaged Aww. so we'll have to ask her if leon yeah <laughs> how he feels about it's about tattoo rings um that's cool yeah so shout out to her congratulations marissa we could tell and you guys will be able to tell in this episode she is very very happy yeah and She is ecstatic i listened to how cool did that happened. like before we're recording this intro so that we can i know like yeah. piece it all together yeah because obviously when we recorded this episode she was not engaged and now she now is. she is yeah, yeah. i listened cool. to um a, the last two most recent uh episodes of tales from graduate hollow and you can tell she's just <laughs> over the moon over the moon yeah. yeah so excited so so happy for her before we roll into letting you guys listen to marissa's episode we want to throw out a trigger warning there is some mention of drug abuse Marissa talks about a few past relationships and how now that she is has moved on from those relationships, she's able to reflect. And she wanted to come on and share her story so that hopefully others who may be in similar situations can can look at where they're at and and notice See warning, warning signs, signs and maybe get help sooner than she had. Yeah. So I think that's definitely the biggest part of her. The biggest thing that I got out of her. Uh, out of talking to her mm-hmm. is just she was really wanting to let other people know what to be on the lookout for and to trust your instincts yeah that was a big one yeah, yeah. so here's marissa all right cool well we're excited to have you on today um i know it's late there so we'll uh kind of get started here um what uh Let's see. So I'm I'm from where I lived in Kentucky for a few years, pretty close to Ohio. Um, yeah. How close is where you are to Cincinnati?
1: Um, <clears throat> well, I am on the shore of Lake Erie, so the full state is in between me and Cincinnati. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so okay, it's so about a five hour drive thereabout. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, the only area of Ohio that I'm familiar with is Cincinnati. So that's okay. not helpful. <laughs> well, Cincinnati is basically Kentucky, so I understand. True. It is. It's just right across the river. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm just curious. What what kind of stuff were you hoping to get into or share, Marissa? Um. Well, I really wanted to
1: talk about relationships and how you need to take the warning signs when they first come up and not just ignore them because that's what I did. And that's how my life got pretty messed up for a while. Okay. So
0: so I guess just for reference for us, how, how old are you? I'm 28. You're 28. 28. Yeah. We were trying to guess earlier. Yeah. (laughs) We were correct.
1: (laughs) What did you guess?
0: Um, I guess that you were around our age, which is like... In the middle. Yeah, you're right in between us. Yeah. Because Jordan's 26, I'm 29. Mm -hmm. Very cool.
1: Yeah, I usually get the, you look like you're 12. So (laughs) no one ever knows what age I am. When I first started (laughs) at my current job, someone asked who my parent was that I was at work with that day, so...
0: Oh, oh, my God. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that was about five years ago. So, yeah. Really? It, was, um,
0: it was kind of annoying. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. And do you work in an office setting as all? Well? Like, what what do you do for yeah. a living? Um, I work
1: for a medical supply company, and I work in the logistics department. And, okay. yeah, we're at cubicles, and it's an office setting. Yeah, kind of annoying sometimes, but for the most part, it's a good job.
0: Nice. Well, yeah. we can relate to that. I mean, we're in insurance, so yeah. Oh, okay. Nothing, <laughs> nothing too exciting going on. Uh, at least we, we have like our office is super small, so there's only four of us. Um, but we yeah, we have we have a
1: I'm on a floor that houses the customer service department and there's about 30 of them and then my department is five people but then we're part of a larger group that's like about 25 Uh, so I'm around a lot of people
0: every day yeah I like that our we're like really small it's it's nice and we all get along really well so it's it's never it's never weird or yeah it's pretty relaxed yeah 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 the four of us are really cohesive, and yeah, for sure. You're mm-hmm. the houses. Isn't that true? Uh,
1: <laughs> oh, it, well, it,
0: used, it used to be. It used to be true. Ah. Oh, uh, before, well, actually, before Jordan. Mm-hmm. Um, well. I fucked it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, before Jordan, we had one from each house. But then Jordan came along, and she's a Gryffindor. And then uh, Stephanie came along, and we made her take the test, and she was... Hufflepuff. I think, Hufflepuff, I think mm-hmm. yeah, and our other coworker is also a Hufflepuff. So I've got two Hufflepuffs, a Gryffindor, and then me Ravenclaw. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's <laughs> crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it was it was really cool because the year that we did have all four, we dressed up as our houses for Halloween. So that was cool.
1: Yeah, I think I I remember hearing that on one of your uh, episodes.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I like to talk about it because that's when my life had complete balance. Oh my god. <laughs> 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 um but so so what age were you uh when you were in the relationship that you're talking about
1: well actually it's two separate relationships that I wanted to talk about <clears throat> okay. excuse me I if I clear my throat it's because I want to be able to be heard um <laughs> when I was 14 I got into my first com- quote-unquote committed relationship um I was a freshman in high school and My friend was like, hey, there's this guy that I know from, because he actually danced. She goes at my dance studio, and he's kind of cute, so you should talk to him. And um, we started dating, and we dated for two and a half years. Two years too long. Um,
0: I was like, that's a long time for being 14, I
1: feel like. Yeah, it was a long time. We should have dated maybe six months and then called it quits, but... (laughs) We didn't. Um, The relationship started out fine. Like all Mm -hmm. bad relationships start out good. (laughs) Um, It was fine for a while. And then it turned to manipulative and abusive. Um, He shoved me a couple of times. And I believe he slapped me once, but it was more the verbal abuse and emotional abuse that was the real bad thing he would tell me um, that I was worthless and that no one could possibly love me the way that he loved me and that he was a selfless person for staying with me so long Um, and so it (laughs) yeah it took a real a real hit on my self-esteem but I started to believe it after a while and that's why I put up with so much of the mm-hmm. crap that he put me through um and you know hormones and all that and your body you don't know what's going on with your body to begin with and then add that into the mix and it's just it's just all bad um I finally broke up with him because well when you're in a ki- that kind of relationship you kind of withdraw from all your other social interactions like you stop hanging out with your friends because your partner doesn't like your friends and all that kind of stuff
0: um so I well told and they kind him, of plan it that way like it, oh yeah it, it normally seems to be like a very manipulative <laughs> scenario where they do start to distance you from anyone else that could possibly be close yeah and um
1: they do that so that you don't have the chance to talk out the things that you think are weird. Because if you don't talk about it, you just think it's normal. You right. never know it's not if you don't tell someone about it. Um, but I had told him I wanted to start hanging out with my friends again. And in front of... Um, a, We were in choir together. And in front of the entire choir room, he called me a lesbian. Which made no sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh because I wanted to hang out with, you know, friends that were girls, obviously. That's that being I don't know. It was very strange. And so I broke up with him. And um Yeah. We uh so- still
0: had to see each other a lot, but yeah, that was that was bad. So the whole time that you guys were together, like how did it escalate, like, how did it get to that point? <laughs> with what exactly? Like like when did it start? When like what can you remember like the first thing that he said or did to you that you would consider abusive? Um
1: I had made It was a long time ago. So, I believe I had made a joke at his expense in front of one of his friends and he called me worthless for making his, a joke at his expense which didn't make sense to me and so I automatically jumped on the I'm sorry I didn't really mean it and from then he just figured every time he would call me that I would apologize for whatever I said that he didn't like mm. and he was he was right I would always apologize even if I had not done anything wrong
0: what do you think um put you in the position to not defend yourself was he just so good at that manipulation or were you at a point where you like already I mean I guess at 14 like who really has self-esteem
1: yeah well yeah I had self-esteem to begin with and then I just I wanted to be in love (laughs) I think was the real thing I wanted I wanted to have What I saw, like, my parents are still married and they've been together for, at this point, 30 years or 31 years. So I wanted the kind of love that they have. And I aspired to that. And I thought you had to put up with that, which I don't know why that would even cross my mind. Because my parents, as far as I know, have never fought, at least never fought in front of me. So I'm not sure where it came into my head that to be loved, you have to put up with stuff like that
0: or that. Yeah. Or that that was okay. Yeah. Was, um, do you like at any point when you started noticing like, Oh, I'm not really hanging out with my friends or, you know, like him trying to make like a boundary around you. Did anybody reach out from the outside of like, Hey, Hey, i think this is strange um Um,
1: yeah a couple of my friends were like hey we don't really see you around anymore like is everything okay and i was like yeah i just spend time with my boyfriend they go all the time (laughs)
0: um so when you were in it and he would actually become like a little bit physical was that i mean at 14 how did you find yourself in like situations where he was able to do that? Were you around other people? Was it what, when you were alone?
1: Um, the first time he ever got physical that way we were at the dance studio. Cause I started dancing later my freshman year. Cause I'd always wanted to dance. and My mom just never allowed it. Um, I grew up very, very Christian and they were very, very anti-dance, <laughs> Uh, for whatever reason. Um, (laughs) (laughs) so I started dancing my freshman year and we were down at the dance studio and hit one of our friends was also there. I was sitting, um, in a, I was sitting in a chair to a way that if someone were to push my shoulders, I would fall out back off the chair. And that's what he did. He shoved me and I fell into the ground and the girl got up and left the room. Didn't say anything, just got up and left.
0: Oh my My gosh.
1: Yeah. yeah. The other couple times that he got physical with me that way
0: um we were alone. Was there ever like a r- I don't want to say reason, but like um was it because like were you in an argument and it just escalated to that or like just randomly you just like would get physical? Yeah, it was ar-
1: it was arguments, oh, but okay. it didn't warrant that. He he had not an- anger issue he had a very short fuse a very hot temper so
0: yeah I can't imagine ever being in any situation where I think it would be okay to push someone like that off of especially when like because that's dangerous I feel like if I'm being truthful the only person I've ever like gotten angry enough to like get physical with is like my sibling you know like oh yeah (laughs) you know yeah. But like in any other situation, I can't imagine myself getting so angry or like mad at another human being to where I would react physically. Yeah. No. Yeah. I um
1: it's funny you say that you've only felt <laughs> that way with a sibling because my brother's my brother is autistic. So we never had the normal sibling relationship sure. where we would like roughhouse or anything. Right. So I had never experienced someone being that way to me mm-hmm. even even in a sibling way yeah so it it shocked me and I didn't know how to feel about it
0: yeah so I just
1: kind of ignored it and by ignoring it that meant I accepted it as something right. that just happens which was well it was almost
0: terrible. like a Test, right? Like the first time yeah. is always kind mm-hmm. of like a test, and then to see what happens. And then if that person stays, then it's like, yeah, they've well, that's got that's why. Well,
1: that's why I'm surprised it never went further than that because he only shoved me a couple of times, and like I said, slapped me, I think, once. So it never got to the point where he was like punching me in the face, but I, I'm surprised it didn't get any worse in that respect right because I did just let it happen
0: and I mean regardless too right like I mean yeah nobody should ever lay their hands on another human being especially out of anger like yeah so when so you were a little over 16 when you guys had broke up yes okay so at the point that you guys split did you feel um like a sense of I guess like what type of emotions were you going through when you did that? Cause I can imagine you had some sort of um, like affection towards this person, right? You had been with him so long, even, even with the abuse. Yeah. The abuse there. Um, but was it, did you feel any sense of like relief? Like, Oh, like, thank God I don't have to live with this anymore.
1: Yeah. I, I felt, I definitely felt a sense of loss because we had been together for so long and I like, At the beginning, I thought that he was, like, the guy. And so when I finally did call it off, I did feel sad about it. But I also felt like, now I don't have to listen to him yell at me for no reason anymore. Right. And Yeah. And it it didn't... (laughs) He was very reluctant to let the breakup stand. He tried for a long time to get back together with me until he just gave up entirely. So he, he... tried to go back to that. Well, a few times, but I I wouldn't fall for it. So,
0: well, I mean, that's, that's definitely good on you. I know. um, I also had a couple of longer relationships in high school. And one in particular, the guy was so against us breaking up. I remember him telling me something like, you can't make that decision. Like that's not just your decision, that's my decision too. And I was like, this isn't a divorce. Like, this we don't isn't have a to... debate. This yeah, is uh, a yeah. I am deciding this for me. Right. Wow. Yeah. And that was that that was definitely one of the scarier situations because he was so against the breakup that he almost he became a little stalkery. Mm-hmm. Like. um did did your ex have any reaction like that
1: um it never got to the stalker level but we saw each other a lot and anytime he saw me talking to another guy he would yell obscenities and get real mad to the point where one of his friends that was actually pretty we were pretty good friends but we met through him Had to like physically remove him from rooms. If he started getting that way. It was pretty rough.
0: Jeez. Crazy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's crazy too. Because he was that young as well. Right. I'm assuming. Yeah. He was was my age. I mean to be that young. And have that much anger. Oof. Kind of sad. Yeah. 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 And who knows. You know. From that point on. Like what happened later. What that manifested into.
1: Um, yeah, I
0: don't know. I don't
1: talk to him. I have a couple friends that are friends with him and he's like tried to friend me on Facebook and stuff. And I'm just like, why do you think that (laughs) I want to be friends with you? Um, yeah, but I know he's, he's had some, he wasn't in another relationship for a very, very long time. And he got in trouble messaging some underage girls. So, Mm. um,
0: (laughs) It's pretty rough for him. Yeah. Well, good that you got out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you did. <laughs>
1: yeah. Got out with my sanity. For yeah. sure. For sure. Um, yeah, but that was when I should have realized that the first indicator is probably a good indicator of how they're going to be acting and not to just say, Oh, this just this one time. Right. So, um, Fast forward through end of high school into college, I was dating a guy for a couple of years. I have really long relationships.
0: I can relate. I don't. Yeah. I don't have like. We both I don't can date relate actually. <laughs>
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was dating a guy for a couple of years and everything was fine. Like he he was a nice guy. He was you know funny and cute and all that stuff. And he had a good job. Um and everything was great. And I thought we were moving towards marriage. Like we had talked about it and he got along really well with my family and all this stuff. Um, and then, um, one night I went out with a friend, we were going bar hopping and we went to a bar and I met this guy there and he was, um, super cute. He was smart. We had really deep conversations. He was funny. Um, And at the end of the night, he gave me his number. He goes, I know you have a boyfriend, but if you ever want to talk or you ever decide that you want something different, give me a call. And so I left the bar that night with his phone number written on a napkin and his jacket because he gave me his jacket because I was cold. And um, it took about a couple of days before I texted him. And long drawn out story short, I ended up breaking up with the guy that I was with to be with this guy. And little did I know that that one meeting at a bar would lead to what messed up my life big time. Oh, oh I, okay. Take your so, time. Yeah. Yeah. I understand. I just, I was thinking about this earlier and I was like, I've never, aside from one person, I've never told this story in one go. <laughs> I've only ever told this whole story one go to the guy I'm currently with. <laughs> so,
0: yeah. <laughs> well, um, definitely take your time and yeah. you know, no pressure. We want you to feel like safe and and well, yeah. But I comfortable. And, uh,
1: yeah, a, a big reason I'm telling this is so other people can be like, hey, these weird things. You should probably be paying attention to these. Don't ignore them and let mm-hmm. everything get screwed up. Um, so we started dating. And things were going really well. I found out really early on that he was actually a, a recovering heroin addict. And um, he was in court ordered like counseling. And he was in a like a rehab program. And he said that he was doing really well. And um, that a big, uh, he claimed a big part of it was meeting me. But I don't, I don't believe that that was true. Um I think that was just a tactic that he was using at the very beginning. Um, so we were dating for a few months and we started talking. We, we got really serious really, really quickly. Um, we started talking marriage really early on. Um, it got about six months into it. He, he had had really, he was about seven years older than me. And so he had had really serious relationships where he'd, like, live with people and, like, helped raise their kids at one point. And so I felt like because we weren't living together that our relationship didn't seem as mature as he was mm. used to. And that it would seem less important to him. Yeah. And he never made me feel that way, but I, f- I made myself feel that way. Sure. So around the five to six month mark, I talk to him about it. He goes, well, if you feel that way, why don't you move in with me? And I wanted to. And I told you guys, I grew up in a Christian household and the whole, the whole cohabitating before marriage was really taboo.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Um, and so I, my dad is a more laid back person than my mom is so I told my dad about it and he was like well if you want my advice I say pack all your stuff and take it there before you tell your mom you're moving out (laughs) and that's what I did I would pack like a bag of clothes at a time and take it over to his place and so then the night I was leaving I had most of my stuff moved out Mm -hmm. and it was as big of a fight as you can probably imagine there was uh, a lot of crying on my mom's part and on (laughs) my part um she asked repeatedly well if you want to live together why don't you just get married Mm. which he had already asked my dad's permission to marry me before I moved out wow yeah um and my dad had my dad didn't say necessarily yes he said well you'll have to ask her Which is basically yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so. Can I
0: ask, what did your parents think of him? Like, did, were you bringing him around for them to. They, um, up until this point, they thought he was great. Okay. And he was great up until this point. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And and also just side note, how old were you in this, in this relationship? Oh,
1: boy. Um. I was, I just graduated from college. This was about five years ago. This is right around when I started at the job I'm currently at, which was five years ago in February. Okay. So I was about 23-ish, 22, okay. 23, something like that. So, um, yeah, there was a lot of crying on my mom's part. She was very upset, um, but, and I pulled the... Stuff that you would usually pull. When you're more in your teenage years. Like you never understand me. I don't feel like <laughs> I get any respect around you. <laughs> stuff that you shouldn't say. To your parents ever. But you're inevitably going to. At some point. Because you're stupid. And you don't. <laughs> <know>. <laughs> um, so it blew up into a whole thing. And I eventually left that night. While she was you know, very upset. Um, and. Like most things my mom was right that this was a terrible idea but i was i was in love and i wanted to you know move this forward and so i i was living with him and um a couple of weeks later he proposed and i said yes and so it was very exciting that we were going to be getting married and i started trying to make plans right away but he was always very distant about it he would never give me, like, yes or no answers on anything. And, like, I tried to, like, be like, hey, there's this venue and this this different venue. And he would never give me his opinion on anything. Mm-hmm. And about a month into living together, he came home one day from work and he goes, I got fired. Ooh. And I said, what do you mean you got fired? And he goes, they told me to leave and that I don't work there anymore. Um, And that's when things went from good to not good real, real fast. (laughs) Um, I was paying for everything. Um, It was (sighs) difficult is not the right word because it was more than that. It was stressful. And I started to see changes in him that I should have paid attention to, but I just didn't because I was in love with him. He would leave the house for hours at a time um, and go to his friend's house, and I would not be able to get a hold of him. I would call his phone over and over and over again. He just wouldn't pick up. He would come home. Every time we would have a fight, he would leave, and I wouldn't be able to get a hold of him. Then he would come home and be in the bathroom for 20 to 30 minutes. He would come out of the bathroom and be really lethargic and, like, almost just falling asleep, just sitting on the couch talking. He would rub his eyes a lot. His pupils were always really constricted. It was just, there were so many signs and I should have realized what was going on. And I didn't. Um, I made excuses. Um, I even made excuses to just don't worry about it, which isn't really an excuse. Right. Um and then money started disappearing. Um, he had access to my bank accounts, which was a bad idea on my part. Um, he would take my card and withdraw money without telling me. He, had, he would take it in the middle of the night when I was asleep. Um, he forged checks in my name. He would use my credit cards to buy multiple gift cards at different grocery stores around the area. At one point, I went to draw money. We were at the grocery store, and I went to pull out of money, help pull money out of my savings account. I had saved up enough money to pay off my student loans, which was it was less than five grand, so it wasn't that big of a deal. I mean, I mean, off is, is a big deal, and five thousand yeah. dollars <laughs> is a big deal, but. I went to check at least check my balance or pull money out or something, and there was nothing. It was all gone, and I had no idea. (sighs) He would constantly tell me that um, he had no idea how all these chargers were getting on my credit cards, and they were all like the $52.95, like it was a Visa gift card. Because they oh, have, like, like, the activation fees. The,
0: yeah. Why was he yeah. buying gift cards? To pay for heroin. You can pay with heroin with gift cards? Oh, because he couldn't pull cash, so he would yep. give them a $50 gift card. Yep. The, oh, okay. A Visa okay. gift card that they could use anywhere. A visa. Okay, that, yeah. makes sense. that makes sense. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, um yeah, he would tell me that he doesn't know how so many... Like, it would be like five different charges at five different grocery stores on the same day for the same mm-hmm. amount. Mm-hmm. And I was naive enough to believe him that he would buy one and then it would just get charged somewhere. I don't know. I was stupid.
0: Yeah. Um, well, you. I'm sure you were trying not to see what was going on as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> so things just got progressively worse. I... He wrecked his jeep, so he had to start taking my car places. Um, He couldn't get unemployment because of the um, circumstances of him being fired, because Uh, he. Do you know why he
0: was fired?
1: I didn't find this out until much later, but he got fired because he, quote unquote, accidentally ran a forklift with steel rolls into the side of the building
0: Mm, he
1: was operating heavy machinery while on opiates mm
0: -hmm.
1: basically and um i don't know if he ever got i never got the full story i don't know if they ever drug tested him and that's why they he couldn't get unemployment or what I don't, know. I was
0: going to say that that's probably what happened. Cause generally they don't drug test you on those kind of jobs until you have an accident. And then they, it's like a requirement that they drug test you.
1: Right. But he was also on a medication called Suboxone, mm. which is supposed to be like a, to get you, yeah. to get you off of opiates. Oh. So I don't know if he would have been tested positive for opiates, even though he, if he was not doing them. And just on Suboxone. I don't know. It's very complicated. And I don't, I don't really understand it. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. He couldn't get unemployment. He couldn't get another job. Um, he started like hanging out with this guy. That I knew that he knew when he used. And that he had told me. Repeatedly that he, he was still a bad guy. And he was still using. And he didn't want to hang out with him. But then he started to. Um. He got arrested. He was in the car with this guy. And they found a needle. With heroin residue on it. And. He told me it was his friend. Quote unquote his friends. Even though he was in jail overnight for it. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> um, so. Things. Kept going the way they were going. We were ru- I was out of money. I was like, I don't know what else to do. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of times I was like, if you're doing something that you're not supposed to be doing, we can get you help, but you need to tell me. And he, every time I would bring it up, he would get mad and leave. And probably go get high. Because I knew something wasn't right. And I was like, if you're if you're in trouble, we can fix it, but you gotta tell me. And I even told him a couple of times, I was like, if you're doing something and you're not telling me and I find out later, I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. And he would still get mad and say that I didn't trust him and leave. Well, I had no reason to trust him. So <laughs> um so um then One day I'm on the phone with my friend, my best friend in the entire world, Heather. She is the best person in my life. She's like the same person as me. I love her to death. Um, So I was on the phone with her and my boyfriend was gone with my car visiting a friend like he usually did. And we were on the phone and I was like, I really just want to move back home, but I don't know how to tell him.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: she was out driving around and she goes, do you need me to come over? And I said, I don't need you to. She goes, do you want me to come over? (laughs) And I said, yes, because I was a wreck. And so she came over and we're sitting on the couch talking and I was just telling her all this stuff that was going on. Um, And I I didn't ever tell anyone until after the fact that money was going missing because I knew automatically they would say you need to leave Right. And I, mm-hmm. I didn't know how to because I, I was engaged to him. I was in love with him, blah, 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 all that. And we're sitting on the couch talking about all this stuff. And my phone buzzes and it's a text message from my boyfriend saying, I'm sorry, I just got arrested. <laughs> Jeez. I said, what? Um, so at that point, I'm flipping out. My friend goes, what do you need me to do? And I said, Can you take me to my parents' house? So my friend helped me pack some clothes and drove me to my parents' house that night. Um, And he called me from jail. And I said, what did you get caught for? He goes, I can't tell you. (laughs) And I said, is it what I think it is? And he said, yes. And I said, this engagement is over when you get out, we can talk, but I, I can't do this right now. Um, so I come to find out that my car is impounded because he was doing heroin in my car.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so my car was impounded. He was arrested. Um, it took $300 to get my car out of impound. When I, when I got into the car, sorry, this is really rough. um, There was a syringe cap, a bloody paper towel, and his belt in the front seat. Ugh. Yeah. And that broke me in a way I didn't know was possible. And I was just like, I was so stupid the entire time. I closed my eyes to everything. I I just didn't want to, like, people brought it up to me, like my mom said over and over again every time we were over, like, something's wrong with him. And I was like, yeah, something is wrong with him, but I couldn't tell you what it is. And I was just, I was so not wanting to believe that he was doing something that (laughs) was that bad.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he just... He drained my bank account. He got me into over $18,000 in credit card debt. He, he left me with nothing. And um, the day after I, found, I got my car back, my cousin and my mom and me went over to the house, got all my stuff in one fell swoop and took it home. And <laughs> that was that for a time. Until he got out. How long was he in jail for? He was in jail. Let's see. For his possession charge, he was in jail for three months. Okay. Yeah. Um and he was like, you know, ordered into rehab and all that stuff. Mm. Because this was not his first offense. He had been caught for possession before and he'd actually overdosed and died before. Damn. And they brought they like had to resuscitate him. Yeah. And like he told me that on one of our first dates about that experience. And I was like, if somebody is that freaked out about overdosing, then they would never go back to doing the thing that killed. Um but yeah, he was out. Um In about three months. And he started contacting me. And for a long time. I didn't talk to him. Because I knew I couldn't handle it. And I thought I had forgiven him. For a time. But then. It would get to the point. Where I would just avoid talking about anything. That had to do with him. But one time. Me and my parents were driving by. Where me and he used to live. And I started having a panic attack. And that's when I realized I wasn't over it. And so I worked on it and um, I journaled a lot through it to get to a place where I was okay. And I did actually forgive him. And that's when we started communicating again. You guys thought the story was over. It's not over. (laughs) Um, Um. We started communicating again. He goes, I need to make amends to you. Um, Let me know when you want to meet up for coffee. And I did meet up with him for coffee. Um, He looked real good. Uh, He looked like he actually was, like, present in the moment instead of looking like he had, you know, glassy eyes and all that. Um, And he started paying me in installments because he wanted to pay me back my money. Um, and he was an AA, and that's why he was doing the whole amends thing. Turns out he wasn't just doing heroin. He was also going to bars and getting drunk. Didn't know he was an alcoholic. Uh,
0: surprise. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, generally
0: addicts um, will have multiple, more- like they have one particular thing that, that just gets them, you know, that they, they can't shake, but it's normally, you know, multiple things at once but there's there's one particular thing that is their their worst yeah yeah i didn't
1: know he was an alcoholic until he was making amends and told me that Mm -hmm. so um we were i don't want to say we were becoming friends again because that's not what this was but we were spending time together which was my which was a mistake Because it just brought back all of these feelings that I thought I had, that I thought that were dead and gone, but they weren't. Um, And so we hung out all the time and things were getting back to where they were before. And that was a terrible decision on my part and I should never let it happen. But at
0: one point, how did your, your family and friends feel about you hanging out with him again? Or did you not tell anybody um, I told a couple of my friends. I think Mel B
1: knew. Oh. <laughs> I think she's about the only one. Because she wasn't around. And didn't know him. As during as the as whole she... incident. Yeah. Um, and I think I, I did tell my parents. Because I, they needed to know. And my mom had been in contact with him. Um, before I was talking to him. Because he reached out to her on Facebook. Which was weird. Um <laughs> But she had been in correspondence with him before, so, um, so we went back to kind of being a couple, but not really. Um, I also found out that he had a girlfriend in a different state that I didn't know about. Um, so I, so basically, I'm going to move on to the happy ending of my story. <laughs> but I just want to reiterate. If something doesn't seem right, something probably is wrong. And mm-hmm. don't let your feelings for a person cloud your judgment. Had I really been paying attention, I wouldn't have been out the money that I was out, and I wouldn't have gone through all of the emotional turmo- uh, turmoil that I went through. And also, I wouldn't be in the position I am now. So who's to say? <laughs> but I, I wish I hadn't have gone. I w- I hadn't gone through all of the pain and turmoil that I went through because it was, it was a bad couple of years getting, getting over it um, because we didn't start, he didn't start making amends with me like right out of jail. There was a couple years that I didn't talk to him. Mm. And then in those couple of years, there was a time where I had like, my mom was like, I was worried that you just were completely broken, that you had no emotions because, like, I would laugh at things, but not like I used to, and I wouldn't really be sad about things. I would just kind of be like, eh, it is what it is. But I remember driving home one day from work, and I was listening to a Christian radio station. And a song came on, and it just struck something in me, and I just started bawling. And that's when things went back to kind of normal. I was It finally broke, and I was more like myself than I had been in a really long time. But um back to practically present day, because it was about a year ago, um, I was seeing my ex and my cousin was like, well maybe you should get on Tinder. <laughs> because that sounds like a good idea. She <laughs> met a nice guy through Tinder. People meet on uh, online all the time. So I got on Tinder and Um, Started, you know, swiping left and swiping right on people and (laughs) this guy um, named Leon messaged me and um, we talked for a little while and he was about to leave to go back to Florida where he lived, but he was staying with his friend that lived up here. And he was like, I think I'm going to head home early. And I was like, well, I really want to go on a date with you. But I'm really, really sick. Because I really, really was. <laughs> he thought I was blowing him off. But I really, really was sick. I got sent home from work for a couple of days to just work at home because of how sick I was. It was real bad. <laughs> um, but we, we went on a first date. And the, the day of the first date I had gone to yoga that morning with my ex. And that was the last time I saw him before the time that I broke it off. Um, Because I went on a date with Leon and we hit it off right off the bat. We really connected. Um, We had a lot of the same like spiritual beliefs and we had a lot of the same like experiences with relationships and things. And so we really connected the only bad thing was the Sunday we went on a date was the Sunday before the Thursday I left for my two week vacation in Australia.
0: Oh, right. Right.
1: <laughs> so we went on a date and we met up a couple other times that week. And then I was gone for two weeks in, <laughs> you know, 14 hours ahead or whatever. Right. Um, but we, we texted a lot during that two weeks and I took that two weeks to completely cut ties with my ex. Um, and at one point I just went through and blocked him on all my, my social media because it was just going to be easier. Cause I already made the decision that I was done. And my mom m- texted me and she goes, is everything okay with you and your ex? And I went, I blocked him. Why? She goes, he messaged me and asked if you were okay. Can I tell him you're okay? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And mm-hmm. so, cause he had texted me and said, why did you block me? And I, I didn't respond. And then he went to my mom and I messaged him and I was like, um, I have a reason for blocking you, but I don't want to talk about it until I'm back. Can we meet at Starbucks when I get back and talk? Um, cause that I was going to be breaking up with him. He didn't know that since we weren't
0: really a couple. Right, yeah,
1: yeah. We were basically a couple, just not with the uh, label or anything. But, um, so I had my two weeks in Australia, which two weeks for vacation is way too long. (laughs) I just take a week at a time. It's more than enough. (laughs) Um, so I came back. Um, Leon left Florida and moved up to Ohio. Um, I guess I must be better than warm weather. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, if I had the decision, I would not have moved from Florida to Ohio. Because <laughs> it's, it's cold here sometimes. Yeah. Um, he just commented recently. He's like, I'm not used to leaves changing color. Uh, it was, yeah. It's really
0: true. Um,
1: <laughs> but I met up with my ex at a Starbucks and I was like, this is over. And he was blindsided. He was like, what do you mean? And I was like, I'm done because I can't be with you because I don't trust you. And you're also dating someone in a different state. And he goes, well, I broke up with him. And I was like, yeah, but I would be second choice because I know you really want to actually be with her. And he tried to make excuses and he tried to tell me that I gave him an STD, which wasn't true. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was it's a good way to go about it. Someone's breaking <laughs> you. That's a good tactic. Um, but I w- he was like, is there any way that I can get you to trust me and to give me another chance? And I was like, no, there's not. And he was like, so is this just done? And I was like, yeah, basically. And he goes, so I'm never going to hear from you again. I go, as soon as you walk out that door, I'm blocking you on my phone. And then that's it. And he just goes, I don't know what to do from here. And I was like, mm, can't help you.
0: Figure it out. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Because at that
1: point, I realized that I had to take care of myself. Yeah. And that well, I had to start caring how my life decisions were affecting him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it does take um, meeting someone who fills those voids or or I don't know I don't know so it it can happen quick like someone meeting someone and then realizing that how it can feel with someone with someone else to realize that the person you're currently with is not the person for you yeah when I when I
1: met Leon and we had a four-hour coffee date (laughs) um
0: (laughs) I think I remember this actually I feel like I I remember, like, the first date being, like, a really long date. Yeah. (laughs) I probably wrote about it or talked about it or something. I think Um, you maybe talked about it.
1: Yeah. um, We had a four-hour coffee date, and then it went to dinner. And then we were – I think it ended around eight hours, nine hours, something like that. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So we – it just – I was surprised how at ease I felt with somebody I had just met. Yeah. And it was like I had known him for forever and I had just met him. Yeah. And that's why I really believe that he is as cliche as this is going to sound. I feel like he's my soulmate. Yeah. Because we just we just work together so well. And had I not gone through all of that stuff, I wouldn't know what I was looking for. And I wouldn't know that Leon was the answer to my aching heart. That sounds
0: really, really cliche. <laughs>
1: but I didn't know that I needed him until I went through all of that
0: other stuff. Well, in order to know what's right, you have to know what's wrong. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. yeah. So it all ended happy and in, we're, we're in a really good spot where we are living together. And my mom's actually okay with it, because I don't live I wasn't living
0: at home. I had my
1: own place, and she was like, "Well, I don't agree with it, but I'm glad you're
0: not living alone." And I was yeah. like, yeah, okay, I mom. guess that's yeah, that's a good. So my my husband, um, his dad is a Baptist preacher. OK. yeah, when was a Baptist right yeah. here. <laughs> so he is, yes. I'm sure you guys were raised very similarly. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, him and I decided to live together before we got married, and it was rough. <laughs> yeah. Um, he, up until that point, and you know, ever since we got married, there was uh, the time period in between there when we lived together and we weren't married. Uh, I think that's the one time in his life that he hasn't been, like, the golden child or, like, the favorite. Um, None of his siblings, like, moved in with their significant others before marriage? Some of them had, but none of them were on the same level. Like, Stephen always... strive to make his parents happy Mm. and proud in a way that none of his siblings really had or at least none of his brothers had I'm sure his sisters yes but um so my I know how that feels um
1: being the only I think normal is a terrible word to use but the only normal child in a house I was trying to be perfect all the time yeah because my brother's autistic he's never going to have a relationship with somebody um in the same way to the point yeah, so I was always trying to be perfect and it, that when the whole thing came up with moving in with my ex, I was just like, I'm tired of trying to be what they want me to be all the time.
0: Sure. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm sure that gets exhausting after a while. And I'm sure you didn't even realize you were doing it as you were doing it, but I'm I I'm I'm sure a lot of it was you love your parents and respect them and want them to yeah. be to take as much pressure off of them as possible, right? Like, yeah. yeah. For sure. And I think that's what that was. Stevens too. A lot of his older siblings, because he has nine siblings.
1: Oh my goodness!
0: <laughs> so he is one of oh, boy. ten. Uh, he's number wow. eight. Yeah. <laughs>
1: my goodness.
0: Um, so a lot of his siblings before him had gotten into trouble, had caused his parents a lot of grief, a lot of heart. He didn't want to
1: add to that.
0: Exactly. Okay. And so it was really rough for him. And then you came along, and then I came along. <laughs> Didn't he? He came along and ruined it. (laughs) Exactly. But I mean, literally, I feel like the day that we got married, a switch flipped and... That's crazy. He went back to... All of a sudden, it was okay. Yeah, Yeah. he went back to favorite and then, yeah, it was all good. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, um, It's funny you
1: kind of mentioned how a switch flipped because it was not okay for me to live with the guy I was dating, but my cousin and his girlfriend at the time bought a house and then got engaged and nobody said anything about them. (laughs) (laughs) That was fine because it was a guy cousin and Mm -hmm. guys. uh, It made me very upset. I was like, so everybody talked bad about me, but no one says anything about them. Yeah.
0: Well, if it makes you feel any better, they definitely gave Steven a hard time and he's a guy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Gotcha. Well, that makes me feel a tiny bit better.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was rough. It was rough being that like, that girlfriend of the <laughs> yeah. perfect son, and then all of a sudden, he's not the perfect son anymore. And I mean, li- little did they know he was not the perfect son, but like <laughs> he just hit it well, you know. <laughs> yeah. um, and he tells everyone all the time, and the family says all the time now, like, man, if he, if Steven hadn't met you, like, who knows what would have happened with him and that kind of thing. But yeah. But at that point, yeah, but, they did not see it that way.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And I think a lot of it has to do with, well, at least in my situation, it had a lot to do with the person that I was choosing to live with. Because now, with with Leon, um, most of my family, none of my family has said anything bad about it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Not even my mom. And I think my aunts at least take their cues from my mom. Right. So, like, if she's upset about it, we're going to be upset about it, too. But if she's not, we're cool. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. she she accepts him and he's great and she really likes him and so does my dad so everyone's cool with it.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. So, um, I am kind of curious just to ask. I know you said when you when you first met Leon, it was you know almost kind of like love at first sight. Like you you knew you knew that this was right. Um, oh yeah. How did that compare to like, you know, meeting your ex at the bar and because at that point, right, like you had went back to break up with the guy you were currently with because, you know, this guy had kind of like swept you off your feet or you were enjoying the conversation. What was Mm -hmm. different about Leon where you were like, okay, this is it?
1: Um, it's just the way I felt. I felt like everything. Okay. Um, there are these things called love languages. I'm sure you've heard yeah. of them. Yeah, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And we we were sitting on a couch, and he had I had my arm up on the back of the couch. And he would, like, put his arm near mine, but, like, wouldn't touch me. And I was like, if you want to touch me, that's okay. Like, I'm not against it. Like, that's my love language. And he said, that's my love language, too. And we talked about, like, our love languages and just... The similarities we have in how we like uh-huh. to express love and how we like to receive love was very, very similar. And it just, I can't even really explain it. I just got that feeling, like, in my chest that this is different.
0: That's awesome. I can't even
1: really explain it. Like, with my ex, I was like, oh, he's cute and, like, he's funny and he's smart. But with Leon, it was so much more. Like, I felt like my soul was, like, like deep. that's him. Yeah. That's awesome. It wasn't just, I was just, it wasn't that I was just attracted to the way he looked or like his sense of humor. It was like everything together and mm-hmm. it was just
0: deep. And, and so
1: I, Yeah. It's really yeah. hard to explain, but there was definitely a difference
0: with how I felt with other guys I had dated even and mm-hmm. how I felt with him. That's awesome. My um, yeah. love language is physical touch as well. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Followed followed closely by words of affirmation.
0: Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Words of affirmation too. Yeah, hmm. I can't remember. I, I always forget what mine are. I I feel like I would like to take that test again just because it's been a long time and I I do feel like they can um, they can shift oh, they yeah shift they definitely and stuff. Change. But I yeah. feel like the quiz is so long that <laughs> uh, okay. I just haven't done it. Stop! It is not that long. <laughs>
1: it's not that long <laughs> uh,
0: but yeah i'm trying to remember oh what my
1: name and was. speaking of um quizzes and stuff um on our first day i made leon take the <laughs> sorting hat quiz to know what house he was in because the entire time we we're on our date he was talking about how he's a leo and you know they're lions and they're super mm. loyal and i was like okay he kept saying lion but then he said loyal like a thousand times. And I was like, you have so to be a Hufflepuff. So he's
0: a Hufflepuff. A Hufflepuff.
1: Yeah. Oh, for a thousand percent. <laughs> so I had him take it and he was a real good sport about it. So he took it and it came up Hufflepuff. And I was like, I knew it. And he goes, is this a honey badger? And I was like, yeah, he goes, people have called me honey badger before. <laughs> I was like, perfect.
0: <laughs> You're a so he has embraced didn't even
1: it. Know it. Yeah, That's he awesome. hadn't. He had like seen the movies, but now he's you know dating somebody with a Harry Potter podcast, and mm-hmm. he went to LeakyCon with me and took me to um, Wizarding World of Harry Potter. So he's embraced it, and he's been a real good sport about going with me to <laughs> Harry Potter yeah. things, even though he's not real invested in it. Right. <laughs>
0: That's awesome! I am so jealous. <laughs> you guys got to go to LeakyCon. Isn't, oh, it was um,
1: amazing.
0: Yeah, what I um, I want to go next year. Is that? Do you? I mean, have you guys planned to go next year at all?
1: Um, I don't know if the uh, Josh and Joe have. I am leery about it. Like, I really want to go because Ivana Lynch is going to be there, and she's, like, my favorite mm-hmm. ever. Same. But it's in Orlando at the end of July, and that's the worst time of the year to be in Florida. Ugh. Yeah. Right. And everyone's just going to be so sweaty, and it's going to be gross. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> like, like, we when Leon and I went to the Wizarding World like we went to Tampa because that's where his family is and we drove to Orlando and stayed for a couple of days and we went like the end of March and it rained and was really really miserable the two days we were in Orlando but his mom even commented she was like it's really weird that the weather is so mild like usually it's like 80 degrees and
0: yeah she I like, you kind of came in a really good time. <laughs> I actually lived in Florida for a year. I lived in Panama City um, for a year. And yeah, that was rough. Everyone would come, anytime we would have friends over to the house, they would be like, oh my gosh, why is it so cold in here? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, um, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> apparently, no, but, well, I mean, it makes sense, right? Because it costs money or whatever. But like, I, we did not care. It was like, it, I don't care if it costs us an extra 50 bucks a month. I am not going to be sweating inside. Yeah. But yeah. we were so used to the cold and then being in Florida. It was like, you people are
1: crazy. Yeah. Um, Leon, before he went to visit his friend who he was staying with in Ohio, he was in Idaho for his job. And he goes, I had to go to Target and buy thermals because it was freezing. And <laughs> I, don't, I did not own a coat. <laughs> I was like, well, that was bad planning on your part. Um, <laughs> But he got to experience his first snow last year, and that was very exciting. He got to shovel snow, which is very exciting. Can you um, imagine
0: ever yeah. living no. and just not knowing what that? snow. Like, <laughs> I, I know. Well, he, <laughs> so cool. We
1: had to go buy a shovel because I did not own a shovel because I just moved into my house right. that I just bought. And I didn't know. I didn't think about needing a shovel. Mm-hmm. Um, I live in a condo, so it's not like I have to shovel a lot, but my patio needs shoveled. Um, oh, right. And and so he went out and shoveled and he's out there and I'm inside doing something or other. He comes in his hand. He he didn't have his glove on and his hand was like bright red. I was like, what did you do? And he goes, I stuck my hand in the snow and I went, why? And he goes, because it looked fluffy and I wanted to know what it felt like. And Aww. I went, are you ever going to do that again? He goes, probably not, but I'm glad I did it this time. <laughs> I was like, funny. you were so adorable that you don't know what snow is. It's cute.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine not. I mean, I, I grew okay. up in South Carolina and Kentucky. So, like, snow there was, um, you know, especially in South Carolina, it was like the world was ending. Yeah, you get um, a, an
1: an inch and you're like, schools are closed. Oh, up absolutely. here, we're like an inch ha! Huh. yeah yeah no I mean coke, you could still go outside yeah
0: the, the grass would still be poking through and everything and everyone's like you know stores are out of milk and oh bread God. and water because people are ready to hole that. up yeah it's it's, it's ridiculous bread and milk why I, like, I know right like it's not even like drinking milk like they buy that on a regular basis <laughs> are, are you making
1: Like, are you going to buy eggs, too, and make, like, French toast? Is that what this is? I don't understand.
0: It's so funny, like, um, talking to people, like, I don't know, different people out of state, like Josh or Carrie and you, or it's just so weird to me because I was born and raised here. Like, I know nothing other than Alaska. And the more I talk to, the more I, like, talk about or hear everybody else talk about it, I'm like... We are weird. Like we are really extremely <laughs> yes. yeah. weird. Absolutely. Like how hot it gets in the summer. Like mm-hmm. it gets hot. Yeah. It but it also... like how hot? Um here in Fairbanks it gets uh in the eighties occasionally. Feel like it got to 90s I think yeah, summer. like uh, occasionally okay. like Every now and then, we'll have like a day or two, maybe like a week in the summer where it's like it's hard really to really hot explain to people because they're like, mm-hmm. Oh, well, that's not too hot, but it's, it's different. different. It's, so, yeah, we, it's it's dry here, mm-hmm. like it's very dry here. So, the cold well, like, in the wintertime, what would winter that be like? <laughs> <laughs> um, the cold in the wintertime, like when I lived in Kentucky, it the, hurts your face it hurts your face but it's different <laughs> so like I can go outside here in 30 degrees mm-hmm. and it feels amazing right yeah. Yeah. um but in Kentucky at 30 degrees hell no it's like cold. it is oh, freezing yeah. cold hmm. yeah and well, it's kind of windy yeah I mean I, th- I feel like it's pretty similar to Ohio even though you're you're further north um yeah it's just different like here I can handle this cold yeah I can handle 20 below. I can handle 40 below, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I mean, at yeah. that point, your nose hairs freeze and yeah. it gets a little ridiculous. Um, I but, hate that when your nose, with the <laughs> inside of your
1: nose freezes and then you go inside and you're in there two seconds. You're like, my nose is running. I don't know how this <laughs> happens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just different. But then in the summertime, when it gets that hot, it's like. Almost miserable. Yeah. It's <laughs> so bad. Well, and also there's no A C. No, nobody has AC. Yeah. Oh
1: no. Oh
0: no. Yeah. Because you don't really need it. I mean, technically, Stephen our and I do have AC yeah. now because we have port. We have. Oh, like I'm the- sure next summer we will be. You'll buying do that. One. Oh, yeah. it's so nice. But it's it's hard to decide, right? You're like, do I spend that money? Because it was hard for me to decide and long <laughs> until I had one, and yeah. then I was like, never gonna be a decision ever. Yeah. Like I will always have one. That's so <laughs> yeah, funny.
1: this is the first time I haven't had central air. Like I grew up in a house that had central air. <laughs> And now I have like a window unit
0: mm-hmm.
1: and well, it's not really in the window. It's built into the side of the building, but it's basically a window unit. Right. Um, and I, for so long, I was like, I'm not going to use my air conditioning. am just going to turn fans on. It'll be fine. But it gets so humid here. And at one point I was just like, I have, I have to do it. I cannot do this anymore.
0: Yeah. And I was like,
1: Leon, why didn't you tell me you were miserable? He goes, because I'm from Florida. I don't really realize this. It's really hot. <laughs> I was like, I get it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I th- we got those little, like, room AC. Like, you just plug them into the wall and then just have the the hose, like, out the window. Um, yeah, but we've yeah. got one in our bedroom and my daughter's bedroom because it just, yeah, like, that. those couple That's of weeks important. during the summertime are just miserable so I I need it to be at least kind of chilly to sleep so
1: yeah I always have the fan the fan on even if it's the dead of winter because I need I need it to be cold in my bedroom so I can sleep
0: for sure I do just want to ask one more question so with um growing up with a brother who is autistic how how what's the age difference between you two
1: we are 21 months apart
0: Okay, and is he which took me
1: which took me way too long. Well, he is younger, which took me way way too long to realize that my parents were trying around my first birthday. (laughs) And then when I realized that, I was like, "You guys are gross." (laughs) 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 He's
0: twenty one months younger than me, so yeah. Um. So what was that? How how early on did they realize that he was autistic? Um.
1: I believe he was diagnosed when he was about two and a half or three. He had started talking and then just one day it stopped. He had just like started putting like words together and then just one of it, one day it just all stopped. So it's been this way (laughs) as long as I can remember.
0: Yeah. Um, And how was that growing up with a younger Sibling. I mean, we kind of touched on it, but um, is there anything specifically that you remember, like, as a young kid that was hard, like, kind of balancing that, your parents' attention um, and affection? I mean, was that something that they were good at, struggled with?
1: My dad was better at, jugg- like, juggling the attention than my mom was. My mom was really... Um, focused on my brother growing mm-hmm. up. Um, and it's because, like, she's even explained to me as I got older, like, she blamed herself. Mm-hmm. Because for a long time, before we actually knew what, co- like, kind of what caused autism, it's more of a genetic thing, in case anybody was wondering. Right. Um, they would blame the mother and say that there was something wrong with the mother, and that is why there was autism, and then there was the whole Vaccines cause autism, thing which just drives me insane, still. Right. Um, so she blamed herself a lot, so she tried to make up with that with giving him more attention. Mm. But then it was just like, I was o- like, school always came real easy to me, like, I got mm. gr- good grades with <laughs> basically without even trying. Um, I so it made me feel bad sometimes. Like I remember feeling for a long time like I took something away from my brother. And that's why I was so good at school, which was ridiculous. But I um, felt guilty okay. that my brother wouldn't be able to understand things in the way that I do. Mm. So it was, it was rough. And sometimes I felt jealous of the attention my brother was getting. But as I got older, like I understood it. Yeah, and I love my brother. He's he is the coolest kid. Um, but I'm just never gonna be able to have a conversation with him. But that doesn't mean that I don't love him. And I have uh, he. My mom is his power of attorney now and takes care of him basically full time since she retired. And when my parents are no longer able to take care of my brother, I will be getting power of attorney of him and care care for him. Because I can't let my brother go into like a uh, group home. I won't allow it.
0: Right, him. right.
1: I love him, and it was rough growing up because you want your parents to pay attention. But I did the best I could, um, and he needed the extra attention. If I'm because he he did. He needed yeah. all the attention he could get, and I kind of just took care of myself. So
0: this is a random question, but have you ever watched Parenthood? Yes <laughs> oh, that show tears your heart out It really does I know. yeah, it's just making me think of like what's her name, Mhm and I Max can't yeah, remember said... the daughter yeah, yes.
1: I, I was gonna say Max is the brother, I cannot remember I is... what is her name
0: it's a it's not a weird name, but it's not like a normal, I don't know God, okay. I've been watching this is us so I can I, I know can of, yeah oh, it's I I that, that
1: too. <laughs> I'm not caught up, but oh man, on that show. Oh,
0: yeah. so good. Yeah. Um. Okay, so I just, um, thank you for kind of filling me in on that. That's something that I'm, um, we just talked with somebody that uh, has an, aut- actually, Jordan's sister-in-law um, has an autistic son, and okay. so it's just kind of interesting to see kind of from different viewpoints, um, yeah, you know, sibling viewpoints. Have-
1: yeah, my um, mom has a cousin who also has a son that is autistic. She's actually a speech langui- language pathologist. Mm-hmm. And she has, like, a blog that she writes on. And it's really interesting to read. Um, she gives a different, like, a perspective of a mother who's a speech pathologist that has an autistic son. Yeah. Um, That's cool. So I, I follow that kind of stuff. And it's it's rough, but I can't, my, my, I don't know any other life. This is the yeah. only one, the only brother I have. And I don't know how it would be to have a quote unquote normal sibling, but I don't want my brother to be normal. Yeah. So.
0: Well, that's cool. Maybe, maybe send us the um, link for her blog, for her blog and we can pass it along yeah. to Cheyenne. Mm-hmm okay cool um so uh you had asked (laughs) a question for carrie um by the (laughs) way love love the reference um good you had asked if you could have only one food for the rest of your life what would it be and why that's pretty vague but do you remember what that's from you Mm -hmm. may not i don't i don't know that i've (laughs) ever talked to you about this movie before it's it's uh she said that it was kind of a reference to stand by me Oh yeah, Pez. Duh. <laughs> Pez, I love you. <laughs> um. <laughs>
1: I was like, I was like, please do it. Please, someone say Pez. Oh Cherry flavored Pez. Yeah,
0: that's like one of my favorite movies. <sighs> uh, Vern, yes. Oh, so good. Ooh, we'll get into that later. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Carrie had responded. Um, I love her response because it's so Carrie. Uh, she says, "Wait a minute, that's so hard." Like one food food or type of food? <laughs> um and then she didn't even wait for me to respond before she said Mexican food, homemade pork tacos slash burrito with all the toppings because I fry the tortillas and it's a staple in my diet. <laughs> nice. Then she said, if it's one singular food, then I'd have to say cheez Its because duh. <laughs> I had cheez-its today at work <laughs> cheez-its are really good like almost delicious. yeah like yeah like food crack or something like, <laughs> yeah totally you to know what's really
1: good um dipping cheez-its um in peanut butter
0: really Ooh, delicious. that's interesting but i would try it i would totally try mm-hmm. that too Lauren. Well, there I've... used to
1: be like there they sell these cracker like sandwiches that have peanut butter yeah better, yeah they're a better version of that because you can pick your own peanut butter
0: true mm-hmm. yeah we'll try that maybe we'll even try that and <clears throat> take pictures of it post for your episode <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah her that that response was so funny to me because it was so elaborate for the you know type of food and then if it it's was just funny. like yeah, one food, cheese. It's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Very cool. Yeah. Um, well, thank you so much, Marissa, for talking to us. Um, thank you guys want for having to... me. I I loved what you were sharing too, because I like you were saying. I think it's really, really important to share stories and journeys like that, because when you're in it, it's so hard to to realize that you're in it. But hearing somebody else talk about it can help, hopefully, help somebody else be like, oh, hmm, yeah, let me reevaluate what's going on right now. I mm-hmm. guess, too, let me ask you another question just uh, sure. may, for my sake and also the listener's sake. Um, if you had had, let me see how I want to phrase this while you're in both, both of those situations, so abusive, also kind of, you know, the other one being a little more like taking advantage and use, you know, basically using you and not realizing those things were going on. Um, would you have appreciated a friend or family member reaching out in a way of uh, like coming from a point of concern? And would that have made a difference?
1: Um, I would have appreciated it. Um, I think especially in the more recent one, um, mm-hmm. I would have appreciated someone giving me some clarity, some clarity to like, cause it's hard to explain, but I, I would feel like I knew something was going on, but I needed him to say it. Or it didn't make it real. And I think if someone else had come in and been like, this is what's going on. And I can tell you this is going on because I was in this kind of Mm. situation. But I had never been around anybody that abused drugs. So I didn't know that these things were a sign of that. I didn't know that there was anything super abnormal about this.
0: I was going to comment on that earlier when you were saying like, you know, he, um, you try and have conversations with him and he just kind of be off in his own little world. I don't know if I was in the same position. I don't know that I would truly recognize that he was abusing drugs. Cause I don't know that I've, I haven't been around anybody to my well, knowledge was, anyways, you know, like, I don't know that that would have clicked like right away for me either. Yeah. He was the first person I knew that had ever
1: abused drugs. So how was I supposed to know what that looked like? Right. Like I should have realized looking back on it. It's like, how could you not know? But you don't know what you don't know uh, until you know it. And now I know. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. For sure. No, that's, I think that's helpful because I'm sure there are a lot of people listening that are either in that situation, have been in that situation, or, or are an outsider looking into that situation.
1: Yeah. If, and if you know somebody who you see their partner is acting erratically or they've expressed concerns to you, take those concerns seriously because had someone, had I, Told anyone I probably could have gotten out sooner but I just didn't think to mention it to anybody because I it was a stressful situation and I didn't want to stress anybody else out with it if you're in that situation don't
0: don't just close your eyes to it yeah get out (laughs) and I think too it is also important to know that if you do bring um if you do talk to somebody and try to let them know, you know your concerns about their relationship, under come at it as as honestly and as ease like as easy as you can. Like, don't be hard on the person, and also keep in mind this may not change anything. Yeah, yeah. but just voicing your concern because you know maybe had someone come to you, it maybe it wouldn't have changed anything or gotten you out sooner. But at mm. least you would know that that person cared. You know, maybe it would have put yeah. something in your head. You know,
1: yeah. Um, and as for the one when I was younger, um, no one, no one really knew that there was anything wrong until after the fact because I didn't say anything to anybody. Um, but had someone been like had I told somebody and they would have been like, that's not okay. I probably would have left sooner as well. So, I mean, it's it's easy to say that now looking back and being like, I should have been out of those situations. But I think if somebody had talked to me and like sat me down and be like, these things are not normal. Mm -hmm. I, I want to believe that I would have listened. And I, if like I, like I keep saying, if you see something that's wrong with someone that you care about, say something to them. Try to start a dialogue. Yeah. Because maybe they just th- think they can't talk to anybody about it. Or they and feel
0: alone. Might, yeah. Yes,
1: and you might just be the person that, you're the only person that asks, and that makes all the difference.
0: Mm-hmm. Right.
1: Like my, my friend saying, do you want me to come over? Had she not been there, I don't know what I would have done that night. I would have been like, I I don't know where to go. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know how to get anywhere. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's a good point. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you again. Um, This has been awesome. It's really cool to get to know you a little bit better. And we really appreciate you, um, you know, sharing your story and and volunteering to be a guest. That was really cool. Mm Mm-hmm. Thank you guys for having me. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> uh, do you want to give everyone your social media and how they can get in, t- in contact with you? Sure. I'm on um, Twitter and
1: Instagram at Rissaroo312. If you want to hear me talk about Harry Potter, there's <laughs> Tales from Godric's Hollow. If you want hear to ta- hear me talk about Buffy, it's called Chosen, I believe. Yeah, cho- mm-hmm. Chosen a Buffy the Vampire Slayer Watchthrough. That's the full title. On iTunes, <laughs> you can also visit uh, mmpodcastnetwork.com and the Buffy episodes are there as well.
0: Awesome. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> I feel like you're really good at saying all that by now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Really. Say it every week. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much, and yeah. we'll be listening to you. Well, I will. <laughs> and I bet Jordan will be. Yeah, I'll for be a Buffy one. Yeah. Hey, m Thanks for joining us once again on Mental Maintenance Monday. We wanted to take time to remind you that your story deserves to be told. That's right. And you can always reach out to us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Mental M Podcast, or email us at mmpodcast1 at gmail.com. We love you. Bye.